Shalom everybody, today we are learning Shaifte in Parak Yud Gimel, and today's Parak, we are going to be introduced to the Shaifte Shimshin, Shimshin Agibar is going to take us, the saga of Shimshin Agibar is going to take us through the next few Parakim, definitely a very interesting story, a lot of lessons we can learn from this Indian. So let's see Parak Yud Gimel, Pasuk Alf, by Yisifu B'nei Yisrael, Asis Rabbein Hashem, Vayitun Hashem Yad, Pelishtim Rabbein Shana, again Klai Yisrael, turns back doing evil in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the Pelishtim are ruling over Klai Yisrael for 40 years, there was a person who came from the Shevet Dan, his name was Manach, and his wife was Makara, and she could not give birth. And Malach Hashem appears to his wife. The Malach comes to his wife, Manach's wife, and he tells her that you are going to have a child, you're going to have a kid. And the Malach tells his wife that you have to be very careful because the child you're going to have is going to be a Nazir. And we're going to learn about the Nazir Shimshin, a special type of Nazir, said immediately from when he was born, he's not allowed to drink wine, allowed to cut his hair. So it says the Malach, Malach's giving instructions to Shimshin's wife. And the Malach tells Malach's wife, he has to be careful. She has to be careful, I'm sorry, to make sure that Shimshin keeps all the walls of Nazir, that he doesn't shave his entire life. Because Shimshin is going to be the one to save Klai Yisrael from the place to Matavia Yishev Atem Elisha Lemre Yishev Alikim Boi Laim Mario Kamar Malach Alikim Noirim Oed Vleisha Al Tiu Eimi Zehu Yeshemai Lagidli. So Menach's wife comes back to Menach and she repeats him the story. She repeats how the Malach came to him, what the Malach said, and she, that she didn't ask him what his name was and where he's from. Ayemerli Hina Charav Yata Ben Ata Altish Diyayim Meshech Al Techli Gol Tumikin Israel Alikim Yia Anar Menabet Ben Ariyim Meisay. She repeats all the instructions. That the mouth told her, "Vayet Aramanechel Hashem Vayemer Biadini Yisrael Like Yisrael Shalachtu Yavayno Oinaleinu Vayerni Manas Lenar Yulat Manayach Request from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Can you please send the mouth again to repeat what he said to make sure to clarify exactly all the instructions that he gave to make sure that this is really legitimate? By Yishmael Like Yimakal Manayach and Hashem listened to the voice of Manayach. It's actually a very interesting discussion in the Mefarshim. Ready right down in the Midrashim. Was Menachem Tzadik? Was he Amaret? Mefarshim deal with the steers the Midrashim, but it seems at least in the Pasuk Shalom Sikkim over that Hakadosh Baruch Hu listens to Manayach. Vayli Malach Like Yimayal Yisha. So now the Malach comes again to Manach's wife, and Manach isn't around, but immediately Manach's wife comes running to Manach, and she says, the Malach has come again, come let's go listen to what the Malach is going to tell us. Manach comes and follows his wife to the word the Malach is. So Manach asks the Malach, are you talking about the person who came to my wife? And he responds, yes. He responds in the affirmative. Now the Pashim Shah and the Pesachim over here is that Manach doesn't recognize that this person is a Malach. Yeah, he doesn't realize that it isn't really a human being. There are Pshatim, if you take a look at the Ralbag, Ralbag seems to learn that this Malach was really, it was really a Navi, and it was really Pinchas. But many of us have learned that on the simple level, it's really referring to Malach. Menach requests from the Malach that he repeat the instructions, he repeat what's going to happen. So he repeats to, he, the Malach repeats to Menach, and he says, Whatever I told you, right, you have to keep. Because she hates me, you have any, any derivatives of wine, you can't eat. Nothing, no wine, no beer. Be careful, he can't, be, he can't have any exposure to Tumah. Responds to the Malach, stay here, let me prepare for you a little bit of a Suda. So the Malach responds, Don't prepare me anything to eat, I don't need anything to eat. If you want to bring a oil, you want to bring a carbon dash, you can do Because again, like the Pastor says over here, Manayach was unaware that he was a Malach. 
Hosek Yudzayin, Vayyamanach Amalach Hashem, Mishmach, Kiyavad Rechav, Tanucha. So now Manach asks the Malach, okay, you don't want to take any food, you don't want me to give you any, you don't want me to serve you, but at least what's your name so I can mechab you? Now, there's a very interesting Malach over here, the Malach describes, it's one of the Malachim that they bring that a person should possibly pay a tzaddik or tamachim for his bracha, but the Malach over here writes, that Manoach thought that the person who came was a Navi, and therefore he thought that the Navi is not going to come to him unless he's expecting some sort of payment, whether it's food, whether it's, whether it's money. And so when he saw that the Malach wasn't taking anything, when the Navi wasn't taking anything, he said, at least tell me your name so I can give you covet. That's, he thought that the Navi wanted covet. And now the, now the Malach is going to respond, I don't need covet either. The Malach responds to Manach and he says, why, you, why are you requesting to know my name? It is Vehu Peli and it is Peli. We'll see, we'll come back to this. Is that really his name? It just literally means that it's a wonder. We'll come back to exactly what he's referring to. But so now Manayach brings up a carbon and it was a wonder that the event which is going to happen now is going to be a Pelah. So the Malach, a fire comes down and the Malach goes up in the flames. Manayach and his wife see exactly what just happened. The Malach went up in flames. They see the nace which happened and they fall on their face on the ground. So now the Malach doesn't come back to Manayach and his wife. And from that, the fact that he didn't come back, Manayach knew. The Aritaka was a mach. We'll come back to Had Manach from the fact that he didn't come back. We'll come back to that. The So Manach turns to his wife and he says, We're going to die. We just saw a malach. Manach's wife turns, turns to him and says, No, Hashem is going to kill us. Hashem wanted to kill us, so he kills right away. But the fact that he accepted our carbon shows that Akalish Baruch was happy with us. We're not going to die. They have a child and they call him Shimshain and they make sure the crowd is here. And now Ruach Hashem comes amongst Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael, we're going to see, is going to feel that they're, they're going to recognize that they will be successful in battle against Aplishtim. And that's going to bring us to the next two parakim discussing the saga of Shimshain, the battles they have against Aplishtim. Definitely a very exciting, a very interesting story. So let's go back to the beginning of the parak. A lot of fascinating things with Shimshain. Starting with the Rabag over here, the Rabag is bothered. Why was it so important that immediately after Shimshon was born, he would become a Nazir, he wouldn't have any access to wine, and he would grow out his hair? What is the Pshat? The Rabag in the beginning of the parak writes, As we're going to see later on in the, in the story, that Shimshon had a Taivas Nashim, is going to go after women. Look at his So therefore, says Rabag, his Chakma Hashem, his Baruch, me laid out, me batin, me royin, the Noyim, his Zel, Zet, Ratashia, Nazel, Kim, Kim, Starabag explains that a person who has a strong Taivas Nashim, one of the ways to combat that is for a person to work on self control and to limit his access to wine, not to drink any wine. And he says, He brings down the idea that a person who sees a site of he should he shouldn't drink any wine anymore. And the Rabbah continues to explain that part of the tzivah was is that Shimshin should be perished from Tanuga Mazah, from the Havlil Mazah, that he should be perished from Havlil that he should try to limit his access to Taivas Agufnius, to physical pleasures, because he knew, Akadish Baruch knew that Shimshin would, would be specifically challenged in this area, and that's why he was trying to train him ready for when he was younger 
to have self-control over these in Yan. Definitely an important idea that Rabbi is teaching us that a person who wants to control himself in the future, definitely a good time to work on his self-control is when he's younger. If we train ourselves to work on our willpower, to work on our self-control when we're younger, it will definitely be easier later on in life to be able to access it, to be able to utilize it at the right time. Moving along, Chaim Kanievsky has a beautiful shot of here in Time of the Crow. The Pasuk says that, that the wife of Menach was an Akar. So if you take a look, the Medjish brings down, the Medjish Rabbah brings down, we had Machlechus. There was a Machlechus to Menach and his wife, that his wife said that Menach was the, was the issue. The reason why they couldn't give birth was because Menach was an Akar. He couldn't give birth. And, and Menach told his wife, no, it's your problem. It's your problem that you're the one who's an Akar. So the Mal comes along, the Medjish brings down, the Mal came along and tells Menach's wife, no, the problem is in you, you are the Akara, and you, should, you shouldn't have any more tainas on your husband. So Chaim Kanievsky just points out from here that you see a very important insight that when there's a machaik between two people, you shouldn't go to the person who's right and tell him, oh, you're talking right, you're 100% right, that doesn't help anything, that's not going to stop machaikas. Rather, what you do is you try to go to the person who's wrong and you try to explain to them that really you have to understand that it's really the other person who's correct, that's really the best way to get rid of machaikas, not to go to the person who's right and tell them, yeah, 100% you're right, rather go to the person who's wrong and try to explain to them that really they have something to work on, something to improve on. Moving on, the Pasuk brings down that the Malach tells Menach's wife that she's going to give birth. There's a very interesting Rashi in Parshat Lech Lecha, where Rashi tells Sue that the Pasuk said the same thing by, by Hagar, just like when the Malach tells Hagar that she's going to give birth, Rashi says so too, just like when the Malach comes to Menach's wife, the same thing, the same type of lush. So there's a long shikle Torah, Yaakov has a really beautiful piece in Emes Yaakov over there in Parshat Lech Lecha, but basically the excited ever is that he suggests the reason why the Pasuk has to speak out that you're going to have a child in the future, and he's explaining Rashi, is because this is Lahaitim the Gemara Baba Basra tells us, the Gemara Baba Basra tells us that the reason why we need to know the mother of Shimshain and the fact that Shimshain had sisters as well was This is a response to the Minim. So the Rishonim over there try to figure out what exactly Chivas Aminim. So Rabbi Yaakov wants to suggest that this whole idea over here, that the, and again, also the reason why the Pasuk specifically says that is going, they're going to have a child and now that she's pregnant now is because, says Rabbi Yaakov, the Minim were suggested, the meaning of the Minim over here is referring to the Christians and the Christians were the ones who suggested, who invented this new concept that a person can give birth without actually having a husband and that's how they believe that their Mashiach was born. So that's what the Pasuk over there is over here is saying that they the meaning wanted to suggest that Shimshin the Shimshin's mother became pregnant from the Malach, that she didn't actually have beer with her husband. Rather, right away after the Malach left, she became pregnant. That's as a reaction. That's what the Pasuk is specifically saying. No, she didn't become pregnant. Now she's going to become pregnant in the future after she's together with her husband. And that's how he explains the Gemara Babasa beautifully. The Gemara says that the reason why the Pasuk has to say that Shimshun had a sister, what's shot? Why, why is that important? Again, as a response to Chuvah Samina, that the sister clearly was born not through Ramach, was clearly born through the relationship between Menayach and his wife to show you that, that Shimshun himself was not born from a Malach, rather he was born through a regular relationship with Menayach and his wife. Definitely a beautiful Pshayik. Take a look at Yaakov. Moving on. The Mepharshim discussed why did Hashem, why did Menach request the Malach come twice, and what was the difference between what the Malach said the first one and the second time? So, a few different shots from Mepharshim. Rabbi Shimon Schwab has a beautiful pshat. Rabbi Shimon Schwab's at South wants to suggest that one time the Malach came along and told Menach and his wife that the child, the child himself should not have any access, should not be able to have wine, should not be able to grow out his, should not be able to cut his hair. And the second time, the Imal came along and said, not just the child can't do it, but you can't do it as well. What's that the Pshat? Says the Shem The Pshat is that the best way, or really the only way to mechanach your child properly is for the parents to act themselves in the way that they want to mechanach their child. And that's what the Malach was saying. First, he came along and said, this is how your child should act. But the only way your child is going to be, act, going to be able to act in this fashion is if you, the parents, act this way as well. Definitely a beautiful Yusayid, important Yusayid. Moving on. 
In Pasuk Yudchas, we have the encounter with the Malach again. Manoach asks the Malach, what's his name? And the Malach responds, Lamazatishal Shemi. So it's very similar with the encounter with Yaakov and the Malach. So let's just take a look. It's something we should know there how they explain it. The Ramban in Perak Lamad Bey, Pasuk Lamad brings down a very interesting thing. He brings down over there that the, what the Malach was responding, Lamazatishal Shemi, the, the Pshah was like this, In the Chabi Adiyah, Shemitah Elat, Gain Akach, Vachalas, Bilti Hashem Lavada, Imtegrani Lainach, Vagam, Jerachalai Shiach. What the Malach was responding was that I am the Malach, I have no Kachas, I have no. I don't have my own capabilities to help you. And therefore, who cares? It doesn't make a difference what my name is. You have to dive directly to Hashem. If dive into Baruch Hu, He could save you. I am a Malach. I don't have any abilities to save you. That's what Ramban learns. That's the Pshat. Which is very interesting. Ramban is suggesting Malachim don't have their own Kachas. There is someone of the Mechudish Dika Rameir Simcha in Arsameach. And the Shuva, he suggests that Malachim actually have their own Bechira. He says the Malachim do have Bechira. They have the ability to do Averis. He brings rice. This he said. However, just because they have such a clear revelation of Akadish Baruch because they have clear access to seeing Hashem, generally they their Bechira is very much stifled, but they do have Bechira. The Ramchal writes this as well in Derech Yitzchayim. They have Malachim do have Bechira. But this Ramban over here, which is telling, which is telling us that the Malach is saying, there's no reason to know my name because you should dive in directly to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is one of the Ramachimists that many use to, to describe that we should not be diving to Malachim. We shouldn't say Malachim Rachimim. A few of the people that we say which describe Malachim, there were people who didn't say it. Definitely a very interesting discussion. In Ramesh Feinstein, it's true. If you take a look at our Chaim Chalikas from Gimel, he discusses this Indian diving to Malachim, or versus not diving to Malachim, and he, he writes over there that he explains why some of our Putim are directed towards Malachim, which is Avada, we're not diving to the Malachim themselves, they don't have any Kaychas, rather, they're just Shlichas, they just, they're just Shlichas, and that's why we can dive into a Malach. Moving on, so the Malach responds, that my name is Vupeli, my name, it's a wonder. So if you take a look, Rashi explains what does it mean that it's a Pella. So Rashi says that Mechutza Tamaru Mishtana, and you do a lot of Mishtana, Lama Mishtana Yem. The Rashi says that my name is covered, it's hidden away, and it's constantly changing because I don't know what my mission is. Every day I have a different mission, or I do a different thing, and therefore I don't have a specific name. That's what the response was. That is his name. Other Mephoshim seem to learn that it could be that his actual name was Peli, but that's what Rashi learns over here that he was saying that my name is hidden, there's no reason to know my name. The Archa Shochan. And one of his drashas asks, "What's the pshat that by Yaakov the Malach responds?" Why over here does he does he add? Why is the Malach Meisef Upeli? So the the Aruch Hashochan wants to suggest a beautiful pshat based in the Ramah and Simon Bav. The Dark Meisher writes, "What pshat that at the end of Asher Yatsa we say Umafli Lasteks? What's the what's the wonder that we're talking about when we say Umafli Lasteks?" So the Ramah wants to suggest, and the pshat is, the Pella in this world is that a Kaddish Baruch can mix Gashmias. With Ruchnius, and that is that Kaddish Baruch can give a nefesh, can put a nefesh in a physical body. That's the drama, that's the Pella. When we talk about something which is a maflia, something which is a Pella, a wonder, that is the mixing of Ruchnius and Gashmius. The fact that Kaddish Baruch can give a net, can give a physical body, a neshama, can give a physical body access to spirituality, that is a tremendous Pella, a tremendous wonder. So basically, that Rosh wants to suggest that that's the Pella over here as well. The fact that I, says the Malach, I'm talking to a Basavadam, I'm talking to a regular person, that's a Pella. The fact that I, who's a person who's Ruchnius, says the Malach, talking to a person who's a Gashmi, that is a pella, that is a wonder. And he didn't say this by Yaakov, because it wasn't such a chiddush. Yaakov was a tremendous high madrega. That's it wasn't such a chiddush, it wasn't such a pella. One more hour on the parak, the pasuk at the end brings down that since the malach didn't come back, so now Menach and his wife knew that the taco was a malach Hashem, it wasn't a regular person, it was a sheikh Makadish Baruch. So the question is, how exactly, the fact that he didn't come back, how they know that he was a malach? So the beautiful pshat from Ravram Gurwit for Shivan Gate said, he wants to suggest like this. The Gemara Chagiga tells us that if your Rebbe is Daim the Malach, then you actually have Tyre If your Rebbe is like a Malach, then you should go run after him. Then you should go learn Tyre from him. Asks of Gurwitz, how is a person supposed to know what a Malach looks like? How is he supposed to know how a Malach acts? Do we have access to Malachim? Have we ever seen Malachim? Says of Gurwitz, maybe our Apostle Gavir is teaching us how a person knows if his Rebbe is like a Malach or not. What's the Pshat? So explains of Gurwitz, 
that just like we saw in the Mepharshim over here that Manoach is trying to offer this person a carbon he's trying to offer him food and then he says at least tell me your name so I can mechabed you what was the pshat so we saw because Manoach assumed that the person who came expected something in return expected whether, whether it would be food whether it be payment or at least to give him cover at least to give him honor says of Gerwitz that's the pshat over here a ma- the malach is a person or a malach is the type of shlech HaKadosh Baruch who doesn't expect anything in return he doesn't expect he's not getting anything from the person he's just doing purely a shlech HaKadosh Baruch who's purely giving following in the ways of Hashem whatever Hashem tells him to do he does and he's not expecting anything in return so for the fact says of Gerwitz the fact that he didn't come back shows that generally when a person does a, a very big miracle a person performs a miracle so he want, he'll come back so that people can mechabed him people can honor him the fact he didn't come back shows that he was a Malach Hashem says of Gerwitz that's exactly the same shot in the Gemara and Chagigo and the Gemara tells us if your Rebbe is like a Malach what does that mean? it means if your Rebbe is looking to give he's not looking for covet he's not looking what's best for him he's just following the Shikha Zarkadish Baruch who's just following what Hashem says without any expectations in return from the Talmud that is the type of Rebbe that you should run after that's the type of Rebbe you should try to learn from have a wonderful, wonderful day